Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. Well, here we are, another week in our pandemic quarantine, and I thought I'd do something a little uh, fun today because I've been pretty serious over on my Facebook pages and on my Instagram. So if you're looking for some encouragement, go check out my daily videos over there. Um, And you're looking for some, um, just some hope each day or some thoughts, uh, go check those out in my Instagram. But today on the podcast, I have another guest again. Oh, you said you wanted to have fun, so you brought me on. (laughs) Yeah, because you're fun. What am I, a clown? Last week, I had Steve join me on the podcast, and a lot of you wrote to me and said it was nice to hear my husband's voice, and you enjoyed hearing him. So since we are home all the time together right now, I figured I'd have him join me, and we're going to do a little Getting to Know Us podcast today. We're going to answer some questions. We're going to just share um, a little bit behind the scenes a little bit about who we are and maybe you'll learn some things about me and about Steve and about the ministry here so we're going to answer some questions in just a minute before we start I want to thank my podcast sponsor Apologia Apologia is a Christian publishing company we've used their homeschooling curriculum for I don't know 13 14 years and um, we've always been satisfied they're one of my very favorite companies right now you can get 20% off of your homeschooling curriculum with the we love homeschooling sale going on through May as well as if you go over to apologia.com you can get a passion week devotional right now we are entering this week before Easter and wouldn't that be a wonderful way to celebrate Um, So thank you to Apologia and go check them out at Apologia.com. Also, if like I said, if you're needing encouragement during this time, we're living in hard times right now, please go over to the Simply Living for Him Facebook page and Instagram. Every day I'm putting up a daily um, devotional encouragement video, reading some scripture, sharing some thoughts. I've been getting a lot of great feedback that those are blessing others. So I would love for you to go check out those videos. I have been having a great time doing them. They're really um, a blessing for me to be able to use my newsfeed over there on Facebook and Instagram to provide some hope during this difficult time. Also, I have my uh, Bible-based homeschooling e-course on sale right now for half price. I know a lot of people out there have been thrown into homeschooling or maybe are thinking about it for next year or are thinking about redoing things in their homeschool. This e-course will guide you through how we used the Bible as our main textbook in our homeschool for one year, and it will guide you to how you can use the Bible to teach your family um, and really teach every subject straight out of there from the Bible. So if you want to know more, you can go to simplylivingforhim.thinkific.com and you can get that for half price right now. Also, I am 
my speaking season has been canceled. I was supposed to speak at Teach Them Diligently. I actually was supposed to be there right now in Texas, but they are doing an amazing thing. Since their conventions have been canceled, they're doing a month-long virtual event with over 66 speakers, tons of sessions, a virtual exhibit hall where you can talk with the exhibitors in real time. Um, They're doing a children's program. They're doing Uh, lots of freebies. There's so much over there and it's for a whole month and it is only $20. So if you go to the link that I put in the show notes, um, you can register for that and you will just be so encouraged. There's so much over there that they're offering. Um, And also the Simply Living for Him devotional is still available on Amazon. This is a great time while we're home to get in the word. So I would encourage you to go check that out as well. All right, so we're going to get to it now. Steve and I are going to, um, I have a whole list of questions here we're going to go through, and these are designed to help you get to know us a little bit more. Um, And some I had asked for questions, some came in, and then some I have put together just to help you understand who we are a little bit more, and maybe just to have some fun. So I know a lot of you out there are listening, and you're probably tired of hearing about the negativity in the news. So we're here just to provide this week another little bit of lighthearted fun. Um, And uh, hopefully next week when I come back and do the podcast, I'll get back into encouraging you in all things simple. So sit back, get your coffee and enjoy listening to Steve and I. Really, we should have been recording the the pre-show. Yeah, because that was a travesty. (laughs) We were trying to get the microphones set up and what happened? It was a mess. (laughs) And we were, and as you tell me, I've been doing this for 174 <laughs> episodes. Well, he says to me, you know, you can press this button. I'm like, I've been doing this for 174 episodes. It was just my ADD because she had me sitting too long yeah, waiting had, for her. I had him sitting for a whole five minutes. So um, somebody had sent me in a question and it said, how did we meet? So I thought that would be a good question to start out with so we can go take the way back machine and go back to where it all began. So coincidentally enough, and I don't I don't mean to say this just to sound funny, but it, it was, is funny. It was a spring evening. Well, no, it was the first day of spring, which we always... Now, this is not to be funny. It was the first day of spring that I met Steve, and I always say that that is such a symbolic day for us to meet, because at that time, I was not a Christian. I was living a very rebellious life. Well, when I met Steve, I was coming out of my rebellion. I was kind of, I had really cried out to God before then. I had known God my whole life. Uh, I had gone to church. Well, I shouldn't say, I should say I knew about God my whole life. I had been brought up in the church, but I really didn't know him. I did not know Jesus. I did not know the Bible. And so I had been coming out of a really difficult, difficult few years um, and very dark, very rebellious. And I had driven around in my car one day and I was literally crying out to God, like to this unknown God. I just kind of knew that there was this higher power. And I was just like, if you're real, like just do something because I don't understand what this life is all about. Like I was just really at my lowest of my lows. And that week I went back to church. I thought I'm going to start trying to, um, trying to, get out of the pit that I was in. And so I started going back to church. And shortly after, I did meet Steve on the first day of spring. And so that time of rebirth and renewal, to me, is such a symbolic thing, because meeting him on the first day of spring, and then, you know, once we started dating, we started going to church together, and we started seeking together. And so 
anyway, that's the very sweet and sentimental story behind it. But I will admit to you all that we met in a bar. Yes. That probably surprises many of you, but it probably shouldn't because I've mentioned before on here that I was not always a Christian and I was living in darkness and rebellion. And if there was hope for me, there's hope for everybody. But the reason I say there's something funny, we met because, um, well, one of the things that happened when we met in the bar is he spilled a beer on me and it was coincidentally, tell them. A Corona. (laughs) my goodness yes he spilled a corona on me and we just had our 23rd anniversary of meeting we met in 1997 we were married in 2000 but we met in 1997 i was 21 years old and uh you know i don't have any shame in saying we met in a bar because we don't hang out in bars anymore and god has redeemed me from that time of my life and so once i started dating steve is when I really started to get back, um, or not, I don't want to say get back, but when I started to seek the Lord, and then within those first few years, we both found him together, right? Amen. So, do you have anything to say about when we met? Um, I, I know that I asked you if you wanted to dance, and you told me no. I did? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I wonder why. I don't remember. I said no. Well, this is the funny thing. You know, this is this is all God, of course, how we met. But the night that we met, I did not want to go out that night. I remember so clearly I was living in an apartment. If anyone have ever been to any of my um, my sessions or my women's event recently, I, I talked about this a lot. I was living in an apartment over a deli. And this is when I was in my darkest time or really coming out of it. But... I had a roommate and she wanted to go to the bar that night. I had just gotten home from work and she wanted to go to the bar. And I I said, no, I don't want to go to the bar. I don't feel like it. It was 11 o'clock at night. And she said, come on, get ready. I know 11 o'clock at night. We're not even awake at that time anymore. Shark Tank. (laughs) Yeah, we watched Shark Tank. Stay on topic. Oh, sorry. So he's ADD. We're going to learn about that. Um, So anyway, so we went to the bar. She convinced me to go to the bar. And um, I I just remember so much how I did not want to. And it's just such, you know, God's providence that here, you know, that was the night that I would meet him and he spilled the corona on me. I don't remember, though, that I didn't want to dance with you. Yeah, and, you know, I think you thought you were too cool to dance with me. I didn't think me. I was too or cool, Or you just saw me. my moves and you want to be embarrassed by <laughs> I don't know. I I was probably just tired because, again, I didn't want to be there. But I will say that after that night and Steve called me the next day and we we went out again and then we just literally went out again and again like every day until today. Right. Like we literally spent every day together when we first met. Yeah. We have to think, too. We always say like how God weaves things together. Right. How you got to that point and how that all had to play out Mm -hmm. in your life before right all that to get to that point right every single detail all the things living in that apartment the things that happened before living in that apartment like, there's just so many awful things that led up to it and that just shows that god redeems everything and every little detail had to line up just perfectly for us to meet in that time and so yeah but we 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 kind of i just remember we were always together we just always were together after that we knew shortly after i think we were in love 
Yeah. And we just spent... I couldn't even get you to come to my friend's house, though. You thought well, we were the, a bunch of druggies. The second night, he had invited us to his friend's party, and my, my roommate and I went to that party, and we sat outside in the car for a good hour. We're like, who goes to a stranger's party? We don't know these people. What if they're, like, murderers or drug addicts? It was very funny that we sat in the car, and they are, like, the most wholesome... Thank you. Young men. We didn't know. But anyway, good thing we ended up going in. Um, and so, yeah, then we were together just all the time. And honestly, I always talk about this. Like, we didn't argue very much. We didn't We didn't have a very, like, tumultuous relationship or anything, right? We. He's Steve is so stable and exactly what I needed because up until that time in my life, I had no stability. Every relationship was tumultuous. There was a lot of um, just bad stuff. But Steve was very stable and he was just what God sent me at that time so that's our story now let's go to the next question that's how we met i've had this question in the past and i actually have a podcast related to it so i'm going to link in the profile and the um show notes to the uh archives about our homeschool this is now we're jumping into being married and homeschooling um and how steve helps in my homeschool i have an episode titled how dads can help in homeschool or something like that i'm going to link to that in the show notes but how does steve help in my homeschool well i will say that he doesn't help like no 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 no, no. let me finish uh-huh. see he, he helps a lot let's start no. with that but he doesn't help i was going to say in the day-to-day subjects like you don't do math you don't do science or anything like that i know i was just <laughs> laughing at but he helps in great ways number one he is the number one way he helps is he is a hundred percent supportive he never criticizes how I homeschool. He's never questioned if I'm doing enough, even though I question every moment of my life if I've done enough. Uh, He's never, ever made it like, I didn't know what I was doing. He always, always gives me support. So that's his number one role, I would say. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, But he helps in other ways as well. So not maybe with the academics, but he's helped immensely with our boys and training them real life skills. Um, Steve has his own business. And we've talked before on the podcast, I had John on recently, my 15 year old son, he's been helping him start and run a business, which is really a huge help. Like that's homeschool right there. Yeah, he's been taking to it pretty well. He's extremely invested in all of the kids. He will play with them. He will whatever they're interested in, he will go all in 100% to be able to spend time with them. John loves skateboarding. Well, Steve skateboarded when he was young, but he's all in with skateboarding. Um, Ethan with his farm, you know, Steve has totally been all in with that, helping build goat stalls and chicken coops and everything. So he's an all in hands-on. Boy, am I appreciating you the more I talk about how great oh, you are. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're going to want to be on the Keep podcast more often. Keep asking questions, podcast listeners. So, well, that would bring me to a question then that uh-huh. I would say, what, another question here. So that's, he, he's a wonderful help, like I said, hands-on, great father, great support. He supports everything I do. He never criticizes. Um, But that would bring us to, so it doesn't sound like we're all peaches and cream. I don't uh, want people to think uh, they're fake. Okay. What would be our biggest struggle together, do you think? And uh, you're you're going to say it before I even do. I don't listen. I was going to say communication. Oh. And it's not that you don't listen. So 
I bet you so many of you out there can relate to this one. So I'll bring this to light because I don't want you to think like we're so perfect. Yes, Steve is a wonderful, perfect father and husband. But we have our moments of struggle, which would mostly be over communication. Not that you don't listen. You communicate differently. Over communication? No. no. <laughs> our biggest struggle would be about communication. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> over. Mean, no, we, you don't over communicate. I thought you were going to say Oh, my that, goodness. Like, do you, ladies, like... do you hear what I'm dealing with here? <laughs> See how I heard that? How I flipped it? Oh, my goodness. Okay. So we both function completely differently. So this, yes, is our biggest struggle. And if you want to know, do we fight? We did not fight that first, I would say, three years until we got married. Um, no, but we do it argue. There was a couple of arguments in the beginning. Yeah, well, I'm sure we had arguments. I just don't remember them. But we do argue, and it is always usually about communication. So I'm only talking about this because I just think, you know, people out there need to know that. We're not perfect, and that if they hear our struggle, that it might help them as well. One thing I have learned, and I've talked about this with my women friends, and not that I talk about you with them because I don't oh believe boy. in, I do not believe in that at all, husband bashing. And my friends were very good about that. Like, we don't do that. But something that I have learned from just listening to other women and talking with other women is this is not a, like, Karen and Steve problem. It's just usually a man and woman problem. Like women and men are truly created differently. And so when I remember that, it changes everything. The problem is I don't remember that often enough. I think I need a t-shirt with that on it. <laughs> it says we're created differently. Well, I think I think there was a book about that years ago, right? Men are from Mars and women are from Venus. I don't um, even know what that's about. I just remember hearing it. Okay, so... It's true, like, and women probably can relate. We have a gazillion things going on in our brain at one time, and we can kind of manage them all at one time. Steve literally can only manage one thing in his mind at one time. Yes, but I'm very all over the place. Right, so. but, and, but that's the thing. Like, so if one thing is on your mind and then another thing happens, you have to immediately change to that. Like, you don't multitask at all. Right. And we communicate so differently. And that's where we get in trouble because I constantly say, this is our biggest, biggest struggle. I constantly say, you don't listen. Like, I feel like I tell him something and the next day he's like, oh, what about blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, we literally had a 20-minute conversation about it yesterday. But this is the thing. I've heard from other women that that happens to them too. So women out there, I want to hear from you actually. I want you guys to email me or comment or whatever because – I think this is a problem that more women deal with than not. And, you know, and I'm not going to say that every man is this way and every woman is that way, because I know that's not true. But I feel like there's a very uh, overall sense of how women and men communicate differently. And so I will, I mean, I feel like I need to talk all the time about a lot of things, but I feel like Steve doesn't. Yeah, I just, <laughs> when I say something, then that's what I say. And I'm just like... You know, I, I have so much going on in my brain all the time and I need somewhere to dump it. And that's that's the key. <laughs> the, see, that's the thing. She says she has so much going on in her brain and then she'll joke with me and she'll say something to me and she'll look at me and I'll look at her with a stare and she'll go. Shh. I'm like, is that all you hear is Shh. like just the air between my ears because I have a blank stare and she says she has so much going on in her brain all the time. I couldn't imagine having so much going on in my brain all the time. Right. And so we both need to realize, I think, in the moment that 
we're just different. And we probably wouldn't have as many arguments if we just recognized like this is how the other one functions. And God tells us that, you know, we are to put others first and, you know, we are to consider others above ourselves. And so I think that's probably 99% of the problem in most marriages is we get frustrated because we make it about us. Like I'm like, you're not listening to me. And now I'm not thinking, well, this is just how he is. And I need to sort of adapt to that, you know, um, what I do you think? think? So, I think sometimes too, I, I mean, maybe it's just me, but like, and I'm not making an excuse, but I'm just saying, sometimes I just feel like I have to break the silence and I ask a question and I'm like, oh, that wasn't a good one <laughs> because I know you've probably talked to me about it before and I just want to break the silence and make conversations start. And then I'm like, oh, that and got I'm me in literally like, because she's like, we just talked about that. Yeah. And I'm like, I just wanted a conversation. So, and I'm sure women tr- can relate to this. So sometimes, and I, Steve, like I said before, he supports me a hundred percent. But when I, when we get into those communication problems, I always tell him, I just feel unimportant. Like you're not, you don't remember what I said. And so it's not that it's just, he listens differently. He thinks differently. He is built differently. And so that's something we need to work on and we are working yeah. on, right? Yeah, that hurts to, for me to hear you oh, say that. Oh, I know it does. Way. But that's in the moment. That's in the moment. But well, like when I stop and I think and I'm like, all right, it's not that I'm not important because if I think about all the ways he makes me feel important, that's just not true. See, Satan likes to get in there and twist everything and be like, see, he, he's not listening. You're not important. That's not true because if I sat down and I really listened to everything and I mean, and, and like listed in my head all the things you do to make me feel important, like you bring me my coffee every morning, you constantly tell me, you know, that I'm doing a good job with the kids, all of that. You support every crazy thing I ever want to do. So I know I'm important to you. So I'm sorry. Oh, don't be sorry. I I have to listen better. I should be the one that's sorry. Okay, so we're gonna move on because we're gonna we'll, work. On we'll that. take that's, our therapy session elsewhere. That's something that we're gonna work on. All right. So now I'm gonna go on to just a more practical thing because I also have a podcast episode about this one in the archives. So I will list it in the show notes so you guys can listen to this one as well. Because I know you're all home right now listening to podcasts all the time because everybody's looking for things to do. So I'm going to link a bunch of them in there and you can go back and listen to these older episodes. But what is Steve's business? I have an episode all about um, how losing a job was a blessing, how, how he got laid off. Oh, goodness, it's over 10 years now. I think it's over multiple no, times ten- wait is it no farmhouse isn't 10 years old no it's mm-hmm. it's eight no 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 i think it was 2013 we're at seven years but he you had farmhouse before then yeah. but as your full-time job so steve was laid off i believe in uh 2012 and then 2013 he took the leap of faith to start his own business can you just tell them what your business is i'm a graphic designer and i do pretty much every aspect of graphic design from illustration to designing labels logo design all that stuff video editing websites everything he also teaches at our children's co-op as a graphic design teacher and a photography teacher yeah that's fun i like working with the kids and that's fun he's a jack of all trades really so so yeah so that's been my business and that's what i do so yeah, Steve started his own business. Um, it was a huge leap of faith. He lost his job for the third time in our marriage. And we said, enough is enough. We wanted to be able to um, really answer to God, like trust God every day with our jobs. And that's what we've been doing since 2013. Yeah. And, and say, you know what? You're going to start your own business. We're going to trust God to provide the business. So if you want to hear more about... Um, 
there, like I said, it's an older episode. It's not current. But if you want to hear more about that blessing, if you're in that situation right now, or maybe you're facing a job loss, because I know so many people are with what's going on, please go listen to that episode. And I pray it would encourage you that God's plans are always best and to keep your eyes on God, even in something that is so horrible as a job loss, it actually became one of the biggest blessings of our lives. Yeah. Okay. And if you need a logo or something, give me a call. Oh, yes. By the way, if you need any graphic design help, Steve is your go-to guy. Okay. So um, the next question, is it hard to be at home every day together as a family? So we're a work-at-home family for the most part, but Steve is not home necessarily every day, which is great. We have a nice balance. He's out a couple of days a week. Well, really now every day of the week because you teach at the co-op. But um, he, in the past, he has been home. So he like balances time out of the house, working for a client and in the house. But right now we're all in the house all the time. Yeah. And it's been fine. It's been fine for us. Um, And I feel like, you know, a lot of people have asked me that question in the past. Like, oh, my husband wants to work from home and we're home with the kids. And it's so impossible because we're all home. But... I think we've found, you know, I we aren't in the same room with him doing school when he's working. We've always found that we have to separate. Yeah. Like when you're working and I'm trying to do school with the kids, I either take them in a different room or whatever. Yeah. That we have to separate. Um, but overall, it hasn't been hard. I mean, it really, if you look at it overall, it's a huge blessing to be home. Yeah, I love it. To um, be home. And, you know, I mean, I said, I mean, sitting in our room doing work, you know, the commute is not that great. <laughs> he goes from the bed to the desk we both have our desks in our bedroom isn't that funny i have we that have, probably is not a good i know thing. they always say it's not a good thing but i have to say our room is pretty big so um it's not like tiny on top of everything so we have our bedroom area but then i have a little nook where my podcasting stuff is my desk that he built me my desk i absolutely love my little nook and then he has a desk over on the other side and he's not really like i said usually home all the time working from home it's just with everything going on recently um but i actually love being up here and working up here i know they don't recommend it but hey you go from the bed to the desk separate it it's fine and i've had my office separate i actually prefer my office up here you know why because i love my bedroom it's my cozy comfy haven no one knows when you're sleeping (laughs) taking a nap i'm not taking a nap i'm at my desk that's what they call it um so how does steve support me at simply living for him if you don't know the history behind simply living for him i've been writing here over a decade um started out as a little hobby blogger and then writing about homeschooling and then moving on to really encouraging all women in the word that's really become my passion to point people to jesus steve helps me in practical ways by designing things yeah um the website logos things like that or when i have to do e-courses or record um virtual events he helps me with all that yeah um and of course when we're traveling he's a huge help he carries the bags (laughs) he carries the bags and the books and he is always very helpful and you know, I'm always like, don't listen when I'm speaking. And he always, know, always sits there and he stays and he listens. But uh, he's a huge support. He is 100% always supported Simply Living for him. So there's more about that as well you can find on the website. Um, if it wasn't for me, you'd still be in Nashville somewhere lost. Yes, uh, that's really one of his biggest supports is navigating me around the Gaylord Opryland Resort in Nashville. I, I've i been speaking. I spoke in there, let's see, the past six years. I still can't find my way around that resort. No. We were there this past, you know, right before all this happened in February. And I, I said to him when 
when we were there. I literally couldn't do this without you. I cannot find my way around this place. But that's just me. All right. Now I have some fun questions. Some of Ooh. these little fun like tidbits fun. to get to know us a little better. Vanilla. So, oh, I, I didn't you ask you your favorite ice cream. Oh. Is that your favorite? Well, I thought it's either chocolate or vanilla, right? right that's, that's not the on the question. list. But I don't understand people who say their favorite ice cream flavor is vanilla. No, like, I'm saying if you said chocolate <laughs> or vanilla, I would say no, vanilla. No, I know. Uh, exactly. It's not my favorite ice cream flavor. Exactly. If it's a, if it, please write me and let me know. Well, you eat cookie dough ice cream. You love it. It's vanilla okay. ice cream. Take out, take out, take out any other ice cream. If you had to pick between vanilla and chocolate, you're, you are really telling me that you would pick vanilla? Yes. Ugh. It has no, it's just plain old. It, that's fine. I would pick chocolate. I wouldn't even want a dish of plain vanilla ice cream. Why? I don't know. Unless it had like hot syrup on it, you know, chocolate syrup, or yes, if it has cookie dough chunks in it. You know, I'm I'm really bad with ice cream. I don't like ice cream anymore unless it's loaded with stuff. I have to have like cookie dough with the Reese's peanut butter cups with the hot fudge on top. I mean, I can't even eat ice cream. I know he's so. lactose. <laughs> Why are we having this conversation? I don't know. I just I. Kind of you on the... That wasn't even one of the questions. Oh, yeah, we never talked about that. Well, I guess we did before. But Steve, I don't, when I say he's ADD and all that, like he hasn't clinically been, you know, diagnosed. But we just know, like, looking at the way things are and the way he processes things, that he probably does have some form of, I don't know enough about it, but he definitely has a hard time focusing on anything. But he's also a very creative, artistic type. And I think that's just common for. You know, there's something miswired in there. Like, you, you know, I can't just... <laughs> <laughs> something misfires and, and he just has a hard time concentrating. But yet, when you're like sitting and drawing, because he's so artistic, you have to go to his website at farmhousestudios.com and check out his work. And that's farmhouse, H-A-U-S, studios.com. I'll link that as well. Um, because he is so incredibly talented. And when he is focused on his work, he's like all in focused yeah so he can focus it just has to be on something he loves okay so here's along the same lines fun question with not the ice cream but favorite foods we could say it together ready one two three mexican, mexican. <laughs> we really only take traveling uh speaking engagements that involve a chewies chewies nearby no really we're not even kidding like That's when true. i get when i get a speaking engagement the first thing i have to do if he's coming is like does it have a chewies nearby now if you have a chewies nearby you're probably laughing at me like what's the big deal we don't have one near here anywhere the closest one would be like four hours away i never even heard of it till i started traveling to speak and we stumbled upon it and we love it yeah i mean it has to, i mean any kind of authentic mexican food and i don't think chewies is because it's like a chain but nah. we love it yeah but, that's, that's, but if we could find like a really good Mexican food, like I will come speak at your event anytime. Oh, yeah. Last year at Teach Them Diligently in uh, uh, Denver. Now I'm starting to misfire in my brain. I was getting off track. Oh, it's, it's, losing, I'm rubbing off on I was you. losing concentration. But we were in Teach Them Diligently in Denver. We went to a real authentic Mexican place that he found online. It was yeah. so good. And you didn't want to go. So you're, you're not much of a risk taker. <laughs> Well, I was like, we don't know this place. It's not like a chain. It's what we don't know what it's going to be like. Let me walk in and it, it's like all college kids. It's like all college kids. It's like young people. I'm like, we don't fit in, but the food was good. So, all right. So that's our favorite food, Mexican. Mexican. Um, and what would be your favorite hobby? A change is, that's just. 
this is true. I didn't talk about that, your mountain man syndrome, but I talked about that in a previous episode somewhere. But yeah, he he gets on kicks. I tend to get into things, I conquer it, and then I'm done with it. Yeah. That's just kind of how it is. So he's gone through phases where he's like really into like outdoors stuff. When we first were married, he was really into surfing. He used to go to the beaches at 4 a.m. to surf before work. But then that Um, came, it was, it just wasn't feasible because yeah, that's not a practical thing we didn't live, we don't live near down the shore. shore um and so right now your favorite hobby okay in this time let's not say ever because it does change right now skateboarding he skateboards with the boys pretty much every day that it's nice out right yeah and still the outdoors like the gardening yeah and, and, and the, the farm stuff yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. taking and care I, of the property I always like to go fishing yeah the you boys know we go, go we fishing. you know we go a lot last year Yes. We always like to go and fishing. it's really, all your hobbies really do involve doing stuff with the boys. I mean, you're always... Yeah, I mean, whatever they're into, I'm into. Isn't that... See, I told you, he's so wonderful. I mean, <laughs> I just wanted... He wants I, I want to spend happy. time with them. What's my favorite hobby? And don't say sleeping. Nah. <laughs> it's a you're joke around here because I love to sleep. Do you have a hobby? I mean, besides speaking and... That's not a hobby. That's I know, a, that's a that, calling, a I passion. Know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like that's honestly, what you do. like I love writing. I love like that to me. Like but that's I, like a, that's like your job. I that's know, but like do. I like doing it regardless. Or, um, let's see, like hobby. You don't knit. You don't crochet. You don't. Okay, now you're making you're, me feel like the biggest loser. No, I'm not saying. I'm just saying you don't have like you're I passionate. Like, listen, that's a good thing. You're I like to read about, the Bible. <laughs> That's that's a great hobby. That's that's a yeah. way of life. I'm not a crafty person. I'll be honest. I like to cook and bake, but I wouldn't call it a hobby. Um, yeah, I guess I don't have like a big hobby. Maybe you should come up with one. I'm, you don't well, have time, guys. Recommend me a good hobby to get into. Write to me and let me know, and I'll get in. I'm gonna get into. I mean, you know, there's tennis. The, I love play. tennis, but yeah, I mean, I'm over the age to now play tennis. If you're you're not over the age I to play am. tennis, I, if I, I can I'm skateboard, you can play tennis. I don't have a tennis court. That's true. Okay, and so let's see. I mean, I love to be outside too with the gardens and the farming and all that stuff. Like watching, I love it. Watching goats and chickens doesn't count as a hobby. No, I like to take care of them. I know. I'm joking. <laughs> you're so mean. Well, I do like to watch them. <laughs> all right. People, hey, you're pretty good at spike ball. Write me and tell me what kind of hobbies I should take up because now I'm feeling like a and big loser. We saw, you, we saw you hit that baseball the other day. Yeah. I'm not really athletic. I'm not into sports. I'm not, like I said, I'm not crafty. I mean, I, I could do crafts, but I wouldn't ever get into it as a hobby, I'm sure. Okay, let's move on because now he no, has just, every hobby in the world and I'm like, hmm. But that's a good thing. You, you don't go back like from one thing to the next like me. A lot of my spare time I focus on... I really focus on like, how do I reach people? How can I, you know, what kind of videos can I make? What can I write? Like, that's really what like kind of takes up my time. Yeah. I know it's not a hobby, but it's what I love to do. And obviously, like I said, I love to read the Bible, um, but I don't want to call that a hobby because that's like my lifeline. Um, But I do love to read commentaries and listen to sermons and stuff like that. But again, I don't want to call that a hobby. But yeah, I do. I guess the thing that like fuels my fire is just reaching people. That's perfect. You've cost this family zero dollars. <laughs> but I don't want to call that a hobby. Okay, so one more thing. Okay. I'm going to ask you, and then you're going to ask me. So what would you say my biggest strength is, and what is my biggest weakness? Oh, man. Boy, the oh, smoke yeah. is coming out of his ears. I'm asking you. You're asking me. 
Um, probably my biggest weakness is I don't have any hobbies. Your, <laughs> <laughs> your biggest strength. You have a lot of strengths, so that's hard to narrow down. Like well, I do, because I don't feel like I would ever I say like Karen DeBuse has so many strengths. I, I don't even know like what one is. A wonderful, godly woman. Well, who thank you. Is always in the word, and when any time we need have a question or something, you always have a good like view on something. Thank you. And um, you're a wonderful teacher to our kids. Mm. I could be better. I wouldn't call that a strength. Well, that's like I always say. I do my when best. You do, when you're in it and you do it every day, you seem you always are the, your worst critic, right? Like I look at something that I've drawn and I'll be like, oh, that's garbage or it's not good. And someone else will look at it and be like, that's amazing. Why do you say that? Because I do it and that's just what I do. It's the same thing with you. You teach, you do it. It becomes natural to you. And I can't. And I look at that and I say... But you teach in different well. ways. You literally just teach by spending time with the kids. What would be your my biggest weakness? And don't be afraid to offend me. And if you do, we'll just argue about it after this is over. No, I'm kidding. Um, and it's okay because I, I know I have a gazillion. That you worry all the time. Hey, I haven't worried through this pandemic. I, I know, but you, I know. I keep you bringing haven't. that up. I can't. I, I mean... But yeah, that would be that's, a weakness. That is your... That's the thorn in my flesh that I, I struggle with anxiety and yeah. worry. But I have but been, been really... You have been really good. Um, this is the piece that surpasses all understanding because I really... I, I haven't worried during this time. Maybe in the beginning I did. The thing, and you, if you watch my videos or go to my Facebook page or Instagram, the thing that I've just been bothered by in the pandemic is just all the negativity. That's like the thing that weighs on my heart every day. Not if I get coronavirus or anything like that. Or that, you know, people that I love do, even though, of course, that would worry me. But that's not what consumes my thoughts. The thing that consumes my thoughts with all this is just there's so much negativity that it just makes me sad. It's given me a heavy heart. Um, but yeah, my biggest weakness usually, usually is that's like my go-to sin, I always say. I know it's a sin when I worry because I'm not, um, you know, trusting God. And so... That would definitely be my biggest weakness. Thank you. That's true. All right. Now, your what I would say your biggest strength, number one, his work ethic. There is no one that has more integrity than Steve. That oh, would totally you. be his strength. I mean, this man works from 4 a.m. till midnight if he could because now we're getting older and he gets tired. But he has always been, since I met him, like, go, go, go. I don't have any of the energy he does i don't have nearly the motivation or the work ethic or the strength that he does that i feel to do not just his job but be a father do stuff around the house like he's just got a huge work ethic and integrity like you know that you can trust steve debuse oh wow really no i'm not Thanks. just saying that i don't know if i'm gonna be able to get out of the door my head's so, <laughs> so and we know like i think we discussed probably what we would agree on just like we agree on my anxiety being my biggest weakness, your biggest weakness would be, and it's not really a weakness though. I was gonna say like your your hard time focusing, but that's just how God made you. Mm. So let's yeah. see. Do you have another weakness besides that? My gosh, I can't even think of one. Yeah, no, you could. I'm sure I have plenty. I mean, I'm very competitive. Okay, yes, that's what I'll say. He's very competitive. We can't play games because the first... Well, you and I can't play <laughs> We don't games. play games together because the first week we got married, um, we came home and we 
came home from our honeymoon and I set up, we had like this little sun porch, screen porch yeah. in our, where we were living. And I set up like a little table and I was like, we're going to play Uno like after supper. We're going to sit out there with our coffee and we're going to play Uno. We're going to be so cute. We were like two minutes in and he was yelling at me that I, not yelling. I don't want to make it sound like he's, because he never really yells. Actually, I shouldn't say that. But if there was any time he ever maybe raised his voice, he was like, you're cheating. You're not saying, oh, no, that's not the rules. The he still cheating. says, okay, he still says I, I wasn't following cheating. the rules. Don't I know the rules? And see, again, it's a weakness, but it's just literally how his family is. They love games. If you don't say, Uno they- <laughs> and I catch you, you have to pick up two cards. I am not that's arguing about rule. it 20 years later. <laughs> that's the rule. Okay. I grew up in a family where we played games at night, like literally for fun. Like no one really cared who won or not. It was just literally for fun. And we weren't really that into it. So we just had two totally different ideas. His family to this day, they are very into games and cards and very competitive, very competitive. And so... um that just wasn't how I was brought up. So we'd agreed that we weren't really going to play games anymore because I was like, maybe that was our first fight. Maybe. Because I was like, I don't want to play games with you. Me for quite a while. I was like, I just wanted to have fun. I really don't care if I win or not. And he's like, how could you not care if you win? I'm like, because I really don't care. I just wanted to have fun with my newlywed husband. Right. But, so now here's the question. Do you think the kids take after me or take um, after you? Some of them some of them are a little more competitive than others for sure. I'm not going to name names, but some of them are a little more competitive for sure. But yeah, I would say that's a little bit of one of your weaknesses that he's very competitive like in games and sports and whatever outside, playing with the kids even. But I think just like to himself, like he can uh-huh. just be here's competitive. Can I just say one thing? Uh-oh. I was raised in a family yes. that my grandfather taught me and this is how I am with the boys. I don't ever let anyone win. No, I know. And if they beat me, the day they beat me, then guess what? They're going to feel like, wow, I beat my dad because I know he didn't let me win. I know he didn't go in. It upsets you over, like, if you don't win. You know what I'm talking about. I get All over right. it though. I don't like walk no, around. No, I know. House. He's like, definitely I, not I like it. angry about it, but it's just like that thing, that competitive. And it depends on what it is. And sometimes it's good to be competitive. I mean, when you own your own business, you gotta you gotta be, you know, competitive to a certain degree, I guess. But um with games and sports and things like that, I just I literally don't have any competition in my body. I'm like, I just wanna have fun, but that's not how Steve was brought up. Okay. You play to win. So anyway, um, I hope that you guys have learned or at least had a little time to get your mind. You want more questions? I don't know. This has been a long podcast. Oh, we don't have any more questions? No, that's it. We we can do this again another time. If you guys like it, we'll send questions and we'll do it again because who knows how long we'll be cooped up here in the house together. Um, But this was fun because I just thought we could maybe take your mind off of the usual stuff, give you a little bit of ins and outs behind the scenes here, what we're doing, get to know us a little bit more. And um, like I said, go over to Facebook and Instagram every single day. I've been putting up a video, just a 10 minute video. um, And they're just like daily devotionals and daily encouragement. And it's just my way to kind of give you guys a little hope on your news feed and always like i do point you to jesus because there's a lot of junk out there and um i just want to be you know when you scroll on by all that junk i want you to say oh good there's karen 
she's going to talk a little bit of non-junk. We're going to talk about Jesus. So go find those videos. Um, let me know what you think. And like I said, the Bible-based homeschooling e-course is on sale. The devotional is on Amazon still, as well as Called Home and Real Homeschool. And also, um, if you want to go uh, join a Teach Them Diligently at Home event, just $20 for a month-long event, real-life talk with the exhibitors, 66-plus uh, speakers, I'm one of them, uh, live elements, recorded elements, so you can find all that information at the link in the show notes. Thank you, Steve. You're welcome. Thank you for, for having me. For coming to the podcast. Once pod again. Thank you for walking across the room and coming to my studio. Yeah, I have to go back to my office now. <laughs> I have to roll over to my office. <laughs> roll meaning on his on his chair. My Don't chair. it makes it sound like uh you know we've been eating too much around here. Oh, well that too. So anyway, I hope you guys are safe and well. As always, send me any prayer requests. I actually have them written down right here. Um, I've been praying for them every day. So feel free to send me over your prayer requests. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy. <laughs>